Hi there, Monica White, licensed mental health counselor here. Welcome to Boost Your EQ. This is the podcast where I teach the most important psychology skills you can learn to build abundant, thriving relationships with yourself and the people around you. Welcome to episode 41, five tips for better sleep. In this episode, I'll discuss five things to consider when creating an evening routine. The goal is that you'll have some new ideas and perspectives so that you can create a solid evening routine that works for you. Let's get started. In episode 40, I discussed morning routine, and in this episode, I'm discussing evening routines, so ways to get better sleep. I used to think that there were, you know, I would just fall asleep. So just like the morning routine, I'd just wing it. You know, I'd go to sleep when I felt tired. But in my late 30s, I start realizing that's not a great way to create an evening routine. So no more winging it. And now I've actually created an evening routine that works for me. So believe it or not, this was probably one of the hardest skills I've ever had to learn. But in doing so, it's probably one of the best things I've ever done for myself, for my health, and for many different reasons, for wellness, right? So... There are many different reasons why we can have sleep issues, everything from anxiety to changes in lifestyle to daily patterns to life stressors, etc. There's so many different reasons why we can have sleep issues. However, there are five ways today that I'm going to talk about that you can implement in order to get creative with your evening routine. Here are five tips for better sleep. Number one. Establish a regular time for going to bed and play around with being consistent. So let's experiment with being consistent and I'll break that down in just a moment. Number two, determine how many hours of sleep you need for optimal functioning and to feel rested. Number three, avoid physical and mental stimulation just before sleep time. Number four, develop rituals which signal the end of the day. And number five, throughout the week, get regular movement and exercise. That probably is best to be done like in the, in the morning or in the early afternoon. So not right before bedtime, but we'll get to that in just a moment. All right, so those are the five tips for better sleep. And let's break them down and discuss. So number one, establish a regular time for going to bed and be consistent. All right, so how I do this basically is that a regular time is now 10 to midnight. So between 10 and midnight, I make sure that I'm going to bed. Now, whether I go fall right asleep mm, depends, but I go to bed. So I start going to bed and I'm consistent about it. So it used to be before I started doing a sleep routine, I would fall asleep at like one or two in the morning, which obviously is really, really terrible for my health. And I would wake up the next morning and feel groggy. So this went on for probably five years of my life. (laughs) So that's why I had to create um, an evening routine because my sleep was not great. So now my regular sleep time is between 10 and midnight, ideally between 10 and 11, actually. But, you know, if it, if I go until midnight, that's okay. I'm not hard on myself. I just try to go to sleep by 11 or at least go to bed by 10 or 11. 
The reason for this is it helps to cue your body that it's time for sleep. So going to sleep at a similar time and waking at a similar time helps stabilize our internal clocks. If we have a different sleep-wake schedule on the weekends, then it can actually throw us off. So again, yes, I used to sleep in on the weekends, but now I know that that's not really great. So we want to maintain a consistent sleep-wake schedule on the weekdays and even on the weekends. And so for best results, try to play around with being consistent. So try to practice being consistent. And if you need to, try a week or so just to begin of going to sleep at a similar time and just see how you feel the next day and see how you feel by the end of the week. So definitely it's worth practicing and experimenting with. So get a little creative, but that's what we're going to try to do is create an evening routine that works for each person individually. Number two, determine how many hours of sleep you need for optimal functioning and feeling rested. So this does vary by person. So some ways you can consider this, um, just imagine how many hours did you sleep on average as a child? And before you began to experience sleep issues, how many hours of sleep did you need on average? And how many hours of sleep do you need to awaken naturally without an alarm? Believe it or not, if I get good sleep, I actually don't need an alarm, which is like super interesting. I always used to dread the alarm and feel so groggy. But if I go to sleep at 10 or 11 and I get my eight hours of sleep, then I actually don't need an alarm. My body wakes up at like 8, 8.30 in the morning. So interesting. And then lastly, how many hours of sleep do you need in order to not feel sleepy or tired during the day? So there's some ways that you can determine the natural length of your sleep cycle. I've played around with this, you know, as a kid, I do remember I slept average, not, not too much. That wasn't for me. I didn't sleep like extra, extra, or if I did, it's because I stayed up really late. Um, so I would say eight hours for me personally. So with the awareness that I needed about eight hours on average to feel that I was rested, then I started playing around with eight hours to go to sleep. So if I go to sleep at midnight, then I will get up around eight. So eight or nine hours, you know, if I go to sleep at 11, then I wake up around eight as well. So eight or nine hours are average for me. And to awaken naturally without an alarm, it's about eight or nine hours. So I've played around with it. And then in order for me not to feel sleepy or tired the next day, it's about eight or nine hours. If I get seven or six hours, I notice that I'm groggy and irritable and just don't feel well the next day. Like I feel kind of um, ill and like just cranky. So definitely now in playing around with it, for me personally, it's about eight to nine hours. And for every person it's different. So that's why you want to kind of experiment with it to see how many hours of sleep you need in order to not feel sleepy or tired the next day. So try it for a week and see what you can come up with. Number three, avoid physical and mental stimulation just before sleep time. This is so, so common. I talk about sleep all the time with my clients and with friends, etc. And everyone does <laughs> the worst thing possible. So myself included, I used to do this too. Most people I talk to, we scroll our phone right before sleep time. 
obviously, you know, blue light from the phone, scrolling social media, checking our emails, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all those things, Twitter, news, etc. Oh, they are so not good for our sleep. Not only do people scroll social media, they'll start at like 11 at night and then they'll do it for like an hour or two or they'll start at midnight and do it until one in the morning. And the goal is that we think that by scrolling social media, it'll make us fall asleep. However, no, that is not how it works. It never worked for me. It just made me feel like really, um, it didn't make me feel good the next day. So we want to avoid physical and mental stimulation just before sleep. So if you're the type of person that um, has issues sleeping, then maybe after 9 p.m. you won't have like mental stimulation. So, you know, obviously the common culprits are exercising, working on projects, watching stuff that's exciting or reading things that are that are exciting and energizing. Those don't help us fall asleep, but also the common culprits are also things like social media. So be wary of that. I definitely would not recommend doing those things before sleep. Uh, it never worked for me, and that's what everyone does, and those are the reasons why we have sleep issues. So after 9 p.m., for example, only do things that um, help you kind of induce that help you induce sleep and make you feel drowsy so nothing exciting or energizing and then social media and those things right before bed um, try something different so let's experiment and let's put away the phone right before bed and see if you can um, practice getting sleepy without extra stimulation number four develop rituals which signal the end of the day so evening rituals signal closure for the day. So it's anything from, you know, putting your dog um, to sleep, putting kids away to sleep, closing up the house for the night, winding down by reading a book or winding down by watching a nice series on Netflix, having a cup of calming tea, any sort of like evening meditation, breathing exercises, all those behaviors are targeted for shifting us from thinking about daily stress to closure, that the day's over. So it signals to our body that it's time for rest so that we can start a new day tomorrow. So you can play around and experiment with different sort of behaviors and rituals which signal the end of the day. So for me, my evening routine starts at around 8 now. It used to start really late, but ever since I've started implementing an evening routine, I make sure that it starts at 8 at night. So after 8 at night, I've already had dinner, and then, you know, I usually do a cup of um, this yogi tea, so it's called like Egyptian mint, but it's yogi tea, and I make that yogi tea mint tea right before um, 8 p.m., and that kind of signals my 8 o'clock like wind down time. Sometimes I have dessert, but, you know, depends. Sugar... Um, sometimes sits well with me and sometimes doesn't, so like an ice cream or something, but mostly tea, right? So that is one of my rituals that signals the end of the day. Another thing I do is I watch a, a series on Netflix, so a long series, something that has like four or five um, seasons, and then I use that to start winding down. So I'll watch like an episode or two of something like The Magicians, which is a series that just goes on and on and on forever. It seems to have no end, but it's also not really that exciting or stimulating, so it just kind of calms me down. It's like really entertaining and engaging, but it doesn't like amp me up. 
Other things that I do is after eight, I am not looking at emails. I am not answering work stuff. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not calling friends and family. So after 8 p.m. is definitely now my evening routine time. Other things I do in the evening after I watch the show or right before is that sometimes I'll take evening bath. So warm, warm water, actually like a good 20 minutes soaking in a warm bath, like 100 to 102 degrees Fahrenheit. It's actually a great relaxer. So it raises your core body temperature by several degrees and that actually induces drowsiness and sleep. So sometimes I take a bath, a warm bath in the evening and that relaxes me. Sometimes candles, sometimes like light music. And then again, I don't look at my phone, but I just try to go put myself into bed by like 10 or 11 at night. And then funny enough, without extra stimulation, my body actually does go to sleep now. So without the phone, my body will fall asleep. Whereas five years ago, I would stay up until all hours of the night because I would be like doing stuff on the computer and doing emails, building websites, like doing all kinds of like, you know, design stuff on Canva at like midnight, one in the morning. And then I would like sometimes check social media. And those are ways that I tried to fall asleep naturally. But now I won't do those in the evening. Now after 8 p.m., it's all about evening routine. And that has completely transformed my sleep life and made me such a better person the next day. I just feel like happier the next day and like less anxious and calm and like ready to go. So definitely play around with evening rituals which signal the end of the day and start them at eight in the evening, like eight or nine in the evening. And again, don't um, turn on your computer. Well, you can if you're doing like a movie or something, but I wouldn't check email and I wouldn't start scrolling social media. Definitely not right before bed. So just start playing around with it and see what works for you. Number five, the last tip today for better sleep is to get regular exercise and movement throughout the week. So it does sound like common sense, but it's just something to consider that regular exercise like walking in particular can decrease body tension, alleviate stress, alleviate kind of moody depressive symptoms, and contribute to an overall feeling of well-being. So less stress equals better sleep. And that's why getting regular movement exercise throughout the week can also help with our sleep patterns. How I do this basically is to, I've, you know, throughout my life, I would say for the past 15 years, I would walk. I would walk so much in the early evenings when I lived in the South and the Midwest, I would take evening walks from like six to eight after the sun was going down in the afternoon. And that really helped me meditate, calm down and just process my day. Currently, I live in Boston area, and so it's hard to walk in the evenings, in particular, you know, the sidewalks, and then in the winter, it's like five months of cold in winter, and so sometimes you have, it's like icy out. So I haven't walked as much, so I've started adjusting my walking into earlier evenings, and then I did get a treadmill. So now I do have a treadmill at home, and a cycling like a peloton which soul cycle any sort of like regular bike so just maintaining some regular exercise throughout the week of course yoga walking hiking swimming any of those things are good for the regular week not right before bed i wouldn't recommend that because that amps us up but that is one of the last tips for better sleep so in summary 
Number five is to get regular exercise. Number four is to develop rituals which signal the end of the day. So that helps shift us into daily stress, into closure. And it signals to our body that it's time for rest so that we can start a new day the next day. And then number three is avoiding physical and mental stimulation just before sleep time. Number two is determining how many hours of sleep we need for optimal functioning and feeling rested. And number one is to establish a regular time for going to bed and to be consistent. So that's it. Those are five ways that we can improve our sleep and ways that we can start thinking about being creative and experimenting and practicing an evening bedtime routine. So hope that was helpful. Have a good day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at wellbe2go, W-E-L-L-B-E-T-O-G-O. Or you can email me with any questions or any thoughts or any comments at hello at wellbe2go.com. Have a happy day, everyone. Happy Friday and have a good weekend. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Hey there, Monica here. This is an extra little clip that I added on to the end of the sleep episode. And it's a few weeks later, so I tried the sleep tips. I have been going to sleep regularly. I have been trying to notice my average amount of sleep, and I just wanted to document how I feel about it and simply like how I feel. I feel so great. I feel great about it. So I've been sleeping regularly, naturally, and it turns out my natural sleep is about eight hours, sometimes nine if I haven't been sleeping as well in the past, but now that my sleep has gotten regulated, it's definitely about eight hours. So if I go to sleep at midnight, I wake up naturally at eight. If I go to sleep at 11, I wake up naturally at seven, etc. And if I go to sleep at 10, I wake up naturally at six which this blows my mind because I had no idea that I just needed eight hours of sleep. I've usually slept notoriously like under, under that amount. So now that my sleep's regulated, I went to my doctor, I let them know, everything is checking out great. I feel so much better. And in my morning, I've had so much more time. So I'm still doing my morning routine every day. So the morning routine is stretch, just one baby yoga pose, hydrate, half a glass of water, and then I do my face yoga. So I moisturize and do my face yoga. So I do those three things every morning, and I'm adding on a couple extra morning routine things, like a little extra tea in the morning, some more time for myself, just time to relax on the couch. I've added, um, today I did a little bit extra yoga that I would never, never, never do in the morning because I just never had time and I didn't feel like it. But now that I've slept my full eight hours, I feel great and I have extra time in the morning. So I'm just sitting here on my yoga mat. Currently I did about five minutes of yoga. Um, That's all I could muster. (laughs) But I did do my morning routine and drinking my kombucha and recording this. So just wanted to encourage everybody to experiment and play around with their evening routine because it does make the morning so much better. So it's been about a couple weeks 
of me practicing and trying in maybe a few months total. So I would say six months total practicing, experimenting, and a couple weeks like really, really, really focusing on it. And it's had great effects, great turnout, and I'm really happy. I feel really, really good. All right, so hopefully that motivates anybody that is on the track to working on their morning and their sleep routine. Take care. Bye-bye.